Jan. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Helping you with your pets, having some fun along the way. The best doggone pet people on the planet like this guy over here. I'm Brian Donovan, but you know, may know me better as the guy who sold uranium to Russia. <laughs> My name's Jamie. I just want to make sure everybody has a good time. Uranium to Russia, that's a pretty darn good time. Uh, Animal Talk, it is uh, uh, America's Pet Show. That's, uh, we're here to have some, have some fun and uh, help people with their pets. And how was your week, Brian? Has been, uh, has been, well, it's been two weeks, right? We haven't partied in a little bit. Yeah, it's been a little while, but uh, you know what? I gotta, uh, I gotta be thankful. I can bitch about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but uh, by and large, it's good to be here. It's good to be alive. It's good to be in Michigan. Yeah, and it's good to be here with you, Jamie. Oh my God, I just, I so look forward to this. This is the the highlight of of my days when we do this. I tell you. Um, get you out of that prison cell for a few hours. It does. It's uh, that uh, day release is uh, it works. It works well. And uh, actually, my darling wife, we went to uh, Grand Rapids. Okay. For the weekend, and uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, people outside of the Michigan area may not know, but Grand Rapids is is known fairly well for uh, just a plethora of uh, uh, microbreweries. Uh, mm-hmm. Founders is one of the big ones. It's a big uh, microbrew, yeah. independent brewer there. Bell's is out there, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's just tons and tons, tons and tons of bars, and uh, um, we were hitting them <laughs> hard. Uh, we were we were gonna do like you know a tasting, and we we're gonna go to all the you know do the because I, I well I hate microbrews. <laughs> why? So, so why do I just I just don't like the taste of them. Oh, you don't you don't do IPAs. No, you don't do no no. I'm a Guinness. I'm a Guinness boy. Yeah. But yeah. that's it. You're a one trick pony. I really am. You know. I mean, I like, but I'll, I like Stella's. I like. I don't like the the. So you the, like lagers, like like a lighter type of. Yeah, beer? but I like the Guinness too. I like the Reds. I like red. You know. Oh, okay. You know. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. Uh, reds and and, uh, but there's just a, that when it starts to get hoppy, that just all those micro brews and the IPAs, and they're like, oh, but this one isn't as hoppy. I'll go to. I love the places. Like we've gone in Royal Oak, this place called Ale Mary's, uh, and they which have, is amazing. Yeah, and it's. I love the place. I love the. I love those bars. I love those locations. Uh, the beers themselves hate them. <laughs> you know that's I, something. I love, uh, yeah. They they just can't get hoppy enough for me. Really? Yeah, oh, I just, like I'm it. not I'm not down with it. And we're here at the the podcast Detroit Studios, and uh, they have I usually have beer on tap here, which is which is always kind of a giggle. I'm like, okay. And yeah, so I'm, it, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I mean, they charge us next to nothing. Yeah. To to do our show, and I they know. give us free booze. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, what's something? Something. I'm, I'm thinking we're part of some government experiment. <laughs> I think so. But uh, so we were in Grand Rapids, right? So it's known for all its uh, breweries and microbreweries. And so we were going to do tastings. And it, it turned more into just a pub crawl. Um, but it was really cool. With the hotel we stayed at had a shuttle. We were like a little bit on the outskirts of town. But they had a shuttle that would drive you into the heart of the city. Mm-hmm. And then it would pick you up later. You didn't have to, you know, find your own Lyft yeah. or Uber back later in the night, which was really neat. Um Unless you're going out really, really late because he cut the thing. So we're in the van. We're driving out. The guy's like shuttling us down. There's a, it's, I was there with my friend, Will. And, his, and you're hanging out the hatch at the top. That's, yeah, going, that's made for when the bus flips over and people can escape. That's how you ride, man. That's how you got to do it. And there was another family of six jammed in the back of this large, you know, boxy van thing. Um, and there was the four of us. So I'm up in the passenger seat with the driver. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's this goatee. I don't know oh, if it's no. me or what. Or the so, no mas pantalones. <laughs> so we're driving and he's like, we're, ch- we're talking. And it, there was a Comic-Con in town. Yeah. 
And uh, as we were driving in, I was like, Colleen, look at that huge line. And she, she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, it's wrapping around this building. I go, I, I wonder what it is. I go, well, look, it looks like they're dressed up a little bit. I think it's a Comic-Con. And she's like, no, she, Wicked is playing there. <laughs> <laughs> playing like well, that's why there are stormtroopers yeah that's why gandalf <laughs> and stormtroopers are going in and i was driving at the time and she was like and she's like oh i think wicked is playing and i'm like are you seeing what i'm seeing i and i'm like so i let it you go. know not everybody's deductive reasoning is as solid as as yours might be i let it me. go so but as we were driving back into town with the shuttle driver i was like hey you know comic-con there's some nice views because you know girls wear kind of scantily clad things to sure, the they're, they're like superhero yeah you know. and i'm like well that's that's got to be entertaining on a on a on a saturday night and he's like yeah it's kind of nice he goes not as entertaining as it's gonna be up on six and seven tonight he leans over to me and says that and i'm like okay what <laughs> and i'm like he goes yeah he goes uh there's a, a swinger party oh <laughs> nice. he goes he goes this at another hotel he goes but uh they were totally full at that hotel so our floor six and seven is, is totally full of them he goes <laughs> he goes so i'll be driving the shuttle late tonight oh, he goes yeah. i'll be doing some three o'clock pickups yeah he goes i go i'm like all right he you goes, know those so. lysol wipes are will come in handy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i'm like what is it i'm like did i need to know this information well, you, you know, do, uh, is it the goatee? Is it me? I mean, what is, why did he share this with me? You have that swinger look about you. <laughs> just, I don't even know what that means. I don't but you know have it. either. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was our trip to uh, Grand Rapids. Um, relative moderation. Mm. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, rel- nothing. So I have, after, no, no Cancun levels of drinking. On the, on the Uber <laughs> back, did you end up on floor six or seven or whatever it was? Uh, well, because I was compelled to share the story with, with you know, my friend and his girlfriend, Will and Renee and Colleen, I uh-huh. told them. And they're like, shut up. I'm like, no, that's what he told me. And, uh, and, and well, I told him as we were out having beers and mm-hmm. on the ride back, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, they're, they're having a swinger party. He goes, uh, you know, some of them are up there now. And, and so, sure, I didn't hit the button. Someone else hit the button for six. <laughs> and and they're like, if the doors are open, we're not getting off the elevator. I'm like, well, why'd you hit six? Genius. What was, we just wanted to see. And I'm like, you guys are so weird. Uh, you don't want to do that. Yeah, no. Floor sticky. It's, yeah, it's just ooh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. just back down to three, please. So <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was our uh, uh, weekend Grand Rapids uh, beer swinger party adventure. I think we got the title for this one. <laughs> But we're wow. here to help people with pets. I, uh, I digress. That was just uh, our, our little fun adventure. Have you had any fun adventures? You're always, you always have adventures. Uh, since when? I mean, you've kind of put me on the spot. There's adventures I can talk about. There's adventures I have to uh, kind of edit a little bit before I talk about. That's right. Well, we had a great adventure. The last podcast that we posted, we didn't record here at Podcast Detroit. We recorded live from uh, the Village Workshop in in Northville, the Detroit Bulldog um, uh, Chili Cookoff. Chili Cookoff, yeah. yeah. So that was that was quite an adventure. There was there was plenty of uh, adult beverages. That was there. a lot of and, fun. They did a great job. The Detroit it's Detroit Bulldog Rescue yeah, right. right. Yep. And uh, so we yeah, we had a really great we had a really great uh, great time with them. And, Good bunch uh, of the, people. The Bulldogs and the video. There is a video up on YouTube. Uh, there's links in uh, the last pods. Uh, description. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put a link into it again because uh, it was just fun, and uh, it's a, it's it. We had a good time, and the the owners, uh, the the president, and the people who run the the rescue had some really great things to say about the rescue. They're helping bulldogs. It, I didn't know how much special needs bulldogs had because you got to clean like underneath because it's called a ribbon. 
Is that what that's called? The the fold on their, yeah. their nose is called a ribbon, and oh. you got to clean underneath it every day. Oh yeah, yeah. And they don't really have a tail, but they have a tail pocket. Right. And you got to clean up in that business every day too. Mm-hmm. It's one of the breeds that needs a. Uh, that's a lot. Needs a C-section even to to give birth. Really? I mean, yeah. That, that's not a breed that is naturally occurring. That it, is a an extreme example of selective yeah. breeding to actually bring those traits about. Uh, just, just, yeah, everything about that dog is extreme. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they're just handsome, the handsomest things ever. And the stance is just so yeah, cool. They're very unique. But, uh, everybody, it, those stances come with issues. Yeah. Well, one of them had spina bifida and had to have his little leg removed. Yeah. As that, that is nutty. But yeah, that's uh, the whole, uh, one side of my whole family tree is that way. <laughs> <laughs> very odd people. Yeah, but middle uh, earth kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there. But the thing about that is, there are. I want a pit bull, or I want a, I want a, I want a, a bulldog, or I want a greyhound. Um, you know, I have to go buy one, and that's not always true because there are breed specific rescues. You may have to travel a little. You may have to make arrangements to get that critter. But uh, they're out there. There's rescues. There's can, dogs that need home. You can find a lot of them on uh, PetFinder. Yeah. Uh, PetFinder.com. Is, uh, it's been around a while. And uh, what they do is kind of a clearinghouse for shelters throughout the United States. You can, go, you can search by breed, by location, you know, geography. And uh, they'll put you in touch with, with various uh, breed, uh, breed-specific rescues. So yeah, so it's uh, just a good way to to get a pet, and that was we just said uh, again that was uh, our honor to 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 be there. Uh, this is funny because uh, we were in the lobby earlier at Podcast Detroit, and uh, one of the other hosts. There's like four studios, and there's like always just kinetic energy in here. There's people bouncing around all the time, and there's this guy named T. And uh, he's like, so what's your show, man? And we're like, well, Animal Talk. He goes, well, I heard of you guys. And I'm like, oh, hey, cool, thanks. <laughs> he didn't sound like that. He, no, he, he was going <laughs> to say, where were you going with that accent? I don't what know. was that? I don't, I don't know. Hey, hey, I'm T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he didn't sound like He said he was going to come in and talk to us, but uh, we'll see when he's done with his show. It'd be cool. But it's funny when he said that because he said, he goes, I got to talk to you guys about my wife's crazy cat. Yeah. And uh, he goes, but have you ever seen that YouTube video about the cat who high fives and, and shakes his owner's hand? And I'm like, no, that's uh, that's crazy. This cat will high five and uh, fist bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you walk past him, yeah. it's the cool, probably one of the coolest cats you'll yeah. ever see. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, my cat does that. He goes, but he really, he's just clawing me, and he usually scratches my hand really bad. <laughs> he goes, it's my wife's crazy cat. He goes, I got to talk to you guys about it. And it was funny because uh, we had an email here that I wanted to do, and it was like totally the same thing. What's this, fan mail from a flounder? All right, so um, does your cat play patty cake? You are having new mail in your inbox. That is it. <laughs> does your cat play patty cake? Uh, Puff has always liked holding up his paw and having me pat his paw like a high five. He also has put his paw in my face, and I must pat his paw from underneath, uh, a low down. Tonight, he's insisting I pat both of his paws. He's holding up. I think he might be able to learn to play patty cake. Do you think this is possible for a cat? He likes learning new tricks. So do you think you can get your cat to play patty cake? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, you know, so you have these naturally occurring behaviors, right? Yeah. And really, you know, that's, that's all they do at SeaWorld. When you see the dolphins jump in unison yeah. through hoops and things like that, that's called breaching. So a dolphin will naturally breach. 
and they do it in various ways at various times. So what the trainer does, a skillful trainer, what they do is they start, um, they start praising or rewarding those behaviors just for the higher ones. Mm -hmm. And if they jump too high, they don't praise that. So the, the dolphin knows the sweet spot and, and how high they, can, they, they need to jump. And then they, they start telling the dolphin when exactly they want them to jump. And before you know it, you have this synchronized thing. But these are just naturally occurring behaviors huh. that people can shape. So could you teach your cat patty cake? Absolutely, if you're a loser and you have no, nothing better to do, <laughs> which I shouldn't make fun uh, of them. You've asked yeah. me a couple times what, I, what I've been up to. I can't think of one damn thing that I've done <laughs> that's worth talking about. The chili cook-off. Uh, we yeah. did that. Uh, but, yeah, so it's uh, 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 Percy, our cat, our current cat, Percy. Uh, he plays fetch. He'll he'll fetch and they and I'm like oh my cat plays fetch it's like but I, apparently that's not that unique. Well, you know the 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 uh, internet is a big place yeah. and you'll find lots of cats playing fetch. Yeah. So are you special? Not really, James. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought I was really special. I'm before like, the I'm internet, honest, I had my phone out. I'm I'm taping this man. Before the internet, I'm going I'm going viral. Everyone would have been impressed. I know. No, <laughs> because you 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 cat owners whose cats fetch would have no idea how to contact one another. Yeah. So everybody would think they were very special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Percy fetches. Uh, it's, it's fun. We just, till he gets, till he gets exhausted and then gets hair all over us. <laughs> That's his job. And then you go back to uh, fighting with your wife, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, we do. No, we don't fight. Do you ever argue? You guys seem to get along really well. Mm, would you take her on? <laughs> no, no, hell no. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's we don't the fight. secret. That's yeah, the secret. Yeah, she scares the hell out of me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I ain't going there. That's crazy town. Uh, why, Nikki? Why? Why, Nikki? Why? This wild bird wants into my house. Nikki is a crazy wild bird with OCD that keeps flying up against several of the windows of my house, and two in particular in the lower kitchen, um, the and in the upper bedroom. Uh, he's been doing it for about three weeks now. So you've named the wild bird Nikki mm. with OCD, uh, you know, the, and the bird has OCD. You see again, d deductive reasoning. Yes. you're you're saying also oh, you've named the bird. I'm thinking. How does he know the name of the bird? <laughs> yeah, maybe he's got a little sweatshirt on. It says yeah. Nikki, little name tag. <laughs> Tattoo. Yeah, I'm on my way to Starbucks. I got my little name tag on. I'll be your barista for the day. My name's Nikki. Hello. I'm going to bounce is. into these windows for a little while first. <laughs> the first several days, it was constant, all day long. Now he doesn't seem so quite, quite so obsessed, but uh, there he is every morning and many times throughout the day, every day, flying into the glass and, and landing on it and chirping and almost uh, constantly from a nearby tree. Uh, first, it was kind of amusing, and now it's become very annoying, especially uh, for my son in the upper bedroom window. It wakes him up every morning, flapping against the glass, and my granddaughter is starting to uh, consider him part of the family. She named him Nikki, mm. so the granddaughter named him Nikki. Um, I don't get it. Does any, do you know uh, what be, might be going on with this bird? It's crazy behavior. How can I discourage this wild bird from doing this, especially against the, uh, the, the bedroom window? It is a, a gray bird with white tips on its tail feathers. First of all, um, I'll bet you this bird is doing it at about the same time every day. The, the sun is probably in a position where the <clears throat> bird is not looking to get in the house. He's probably seen, seen a reflection. Mm. So he's in a tree, and he sees another tree that looks like that tree. Mm. And maybe he wants to fly to that tree. Right. It's the reflection of the tree he was just in. Oh. So he bangs against the window. You know, um, you'll see this in malls. You'll see this in office buildings where they put the little 
little vinyl, um, you know, uh, stickers. Right. Any kind of sticker, really, to, you know, uh, to show the, the bird that that's actually a barrier, you know, to kind of give it some, uh, some solidity so you see that it, there's, there's some kind of uh, obstruction there. So I would, you know, maybe put some stickers up, maybe even tape some, uh, you know, uh, construction paper under yeah. the onto the window in that area so the the bird knows that that's a you know it's just it, it blocks the reflection so you know it could solve the problem pretty quickly otherwise he might hurt himself he could yeah you know yeah, i mean yeah. uh, it's pretty common for birds to slam into a window and break a wing break a neck mm-hmm, yeah and uh, break yeah so there's uh uh we had woodpeckers on our house mm-hmm. for a little bit uh they we have my house is surrounded by these massive pine trees my house is 200 years old almost it was built in 1831 very mm-hmm. very old uh and the pine trees around it are ginormous so the, the logs are still holding up though huh? they are <laughs> the you can, I, the the cross beams in the basement are logs with bark on them really yeah it's a 200 year old house 1831 pre-civil wow. war yep wow yep yep haunted is it like yeah the first three owners died in the house oh really you, you know, know not this? not yeah 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 yeah. not tragically and they were just you know but old and you know oh i'm not living anymore <laughs> you know yeah. and then i think they're planted in back I'm, i think no they're not <laughs> but uh yeah so i i'm not in tune with the hauntings but mm-hmm. colleen is and she says oh yeah it's haunted i'm like okay it must be because yeah well yeah no, the the building i was in eight, yeah. it built in 1870 yeah and it's uh it was an f- old factory right and uh, do you yeah. have any haunted feet or anything, or haunted missing limbs? You know what? Uh, everybody who's been there at night has—it's almost—it's nearly unanimous. Everybody right. has heard things that they can't account for. Right. Very odd sounds. You know, buildings settle. And that yeah. Sort of thing. But well, this one's haunted. It's, it's haunted. Hundred and fifty-year-old right. building is going to settle. And I'll tell you this: when I moved out, true story, Jamie. When yeah. I moved out, the movers uh, came to to get my stuff. Yeah. 10 minutes before they got there, it started raining like crazy. Uh-huh. Okay, they get there. Yeah. The movers come up. It's in an elevator. It's the only way you can get up to my pad, right? The, the, yep, the so, viceroy's office. The viceroy's office. They get up there, <laughs> and they look around, and what happens? Electricity goes out. Oh. Elevator's not working. Oh, man. So psych- psychologically, what does that do to a mover? It's like, I'm not getting back in the elevator. What if it stops yeah. on the way down? Yeah, yeah. So they almost left. Oh. It's the building telling me, I don't really want you to leave. No, yeah. It's the, uh, I didn't want you to leave. I love that space. <laughs> I was about to move in with you. Yeah. That's nice. Um, speaking of moving in with somebody, dear Animal Talk. Read the mail. Read the mail. Read the mail. Should I get a dog if I'm not home? Uh, I really want to get a dog, but I work eight hours a day, and the dog would be left on its own for about nine hours every weekday. Should I get a dog? Is it okay to have a dog when I won't be spending that much time with it? That sounds like a cat owner. Yeah. Okay, well, here, well you have it, a child. I mean, it's nine to five, eight-hour day. There, there's it's, a couple uh, things. Why do you want a dog when you're gone that long? It sounds. Right, right. Is this a single person? They didn't indicate I have yeah. kids or a wife sure. or a husband that can, you know. Well, it sounds like it, he'll be alone. So okay. It sound, yeah. All right, so there's a few things here. Um, can you? Of course you can. But if you're not going to be there. Uh, you got to think about the cost and the logistics of having a, a, a pet sitter come out every day. Every right. day. You can't make eight hours? Well, it's not when it's a puppy. They, ca- they can, but, but Jamie, n- knowing that schedule it's, yeah. and, you know, every day, eight hours, yeah, it can, but why would you want to do that? You know, so I could see if you worked eight hours and, you so know, I'm maybe. A, that's why I'm a cat guy. Maybe your girlfriend or husband or whatever, you know, yeah. had maybe a complimentary shift where they could. Sure. Someone's there every few hours, maybe. Sure, those so, latchkey kids. Yeah, something. 
But um, if you're going to be neighbor. gone all the time, I mean, how did he start off the uh, the letter? And I'm should not I, home. Should I not get a dog if I'm not home? If I'm not home. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he comes home that often. Okay, then you, get, then you get home from work. One, you know, you get a plush doll. Yeah, and then you go out to dinner or yeah. you go out with your friends or sure. whatever. It's like yeah. you're never home. Right. Don't be cruel. To art, that's true. Maybe you need a tortoise <laughs> or an aquarium. Or that's it, a snake, right? Yeah. <laughs> you need to feed those like once a month and yeah. you're all right. Yeah. Uh, once a week. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, or a cat, right? Because cats are... Yeah, cats only eat once a month. <laughs> <laughs> you, leave, you leave like a dead rat in your living room. It's, it's, it's fine for a week or so. Yeah, well, that's, it leads to uh, another one, uh, another email that, that I thought... Uh, was kind of interesting, and uh, it was uh, a oh look at that, dear animal talk. Read the mail, read the mail, read the mail. Uh, I, I, any idea about tech to help feed my puppy? Uh, I'm looking for a tech device to feed and watch my pup remotely. Uh, I heard of a, a, a brand that I can't pronounce uh, is fantastic. Um, ha, ha, have you tried any of these high tech products? Do you have a recommendation? Have you seen any of these uh, self these these you know automated feeders? Oh yeah, they have them for cats and dogs. Sure, right, sure. You can uh, you can set those for the water and the and the food. Yeah. Um, you can also get something simple like a Nest Cam. You know the uh, yeah. uh, the Nest company makes these uh, cameras. Sure. Inexpensive. Yeah. And you can they hook up to your Wi-Fi. You can then you have a, a phone app where you can not only see the pet but you can hear what's going on. And you can talk to them. My, I had a problem with a dog barking in the house. And um, as soon as he heard me yell, you know, no, or stop it, he would stop or she would stop. And, That's funny. Uh, and that was like through the... Through the microphone, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and uh, he's walking around the house looking for you. Well, I heard you. Where you at, man? <laughs> then, you, yeah, you call the dog and it's just, you know, endlessly looking for you. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. And do they have integrated systems? They have the feeding and the, yeah. and the camera? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. You know? uh, not, not that I'm aware of. but So, no, yeah, they do. And they, they, they're connected via the, the Bluetooth or the Wi-Fi. Yeah, and, I mean, everything, uh, everything's Internet connected now, right? I mean, uh, so, yeah, of course. Yeah, I thought that was pretty – and I saw one. And that might actually, for this other person – uh, saying they couldn't be there. I mean, it's not going to help the potty issue uh, and letting the dog out the potty, but to feed the dog. Um, and that's the other thing. When, you're, when you when you talk about training a dog and you talk about, I listen to you occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you Which talk is the about, best way to listen to and me, you, just occasionally. <laughs> but you always talk about scheduling and mm-hmm. being on a very strict schedule and feed the dog or the cat at the same time, at the exact same time every day. I have, I, my life is insane. I would have a really tough time with that. But I think one of these devices, it was kind of, there's a few, there's several different kinds, but I, I kind of looked it up after I got, we got this email and um, it's like a big round uh, disc, but it's divided into five, sections yeah yeah and you can load like five meals into mm-hmm. it and it closes and only one is visible at a time right and it's so on it has a timer a, an open area as the lid goes it, it, it reveals sh- different compartments right yeah and so you could do that that it would reveal a different compartment at the same time every day and so you could have the feeding set for yeah, five days that's how i feed myself and, then- <laughs> <laughs> and i make sure it goes over the compartment with the cheesecake really fast yes so i have to be on my toes yeah yeah and uh, yeah, of course. But uh, I, I think that would be a good tool for someone uh, that is either forgetful um, and, and needs to do that very consistent training um, or someone with a new pup 
uh, or someone who might not be home uh, or have has a varying schedule, I think that'd be a really useful tool. Those were running uh, about thirty to sixty bucks, mm-hmm. and then the really fancy pants ones were anywhere from like one hundred and fifty to three hundred, and up from there with the total, you know, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and and all that connectivity. But the other one is just like. And you just plug it in. It's like a timer. It's like a, the old timey timers that uh, turn on and off your lamps. Yeah, you know, yeah. just it just grinds away and uh, you know clicks clicks to the next next thing at a particular pre prescribed little lever. Yeah, right. Time. So, I thought that would be very helpful. Uh, it is helpful. You know, again, you know, uh, like you said, we talk about uh, scheduling and timing. That's the best thing you can do for for any pet is to get them on a on a routine. Yeah, and if anybody needs help uh, installing cameras, I have tons of them uh, in my house and all my rentals, so I can, uh, uh, you know, help you with that. No, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Not tons of them. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, after all, they're so small. Yeah, you that's have to have it. a lot of yeah, them to make. Yeah, that's it. Really. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mercy sake! So uh, we're 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 coming upon the 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 holiday season. Um, I was at the at the store, so you know you know the holla the the thanks holamus, hmm? the thanks holamus, thanks holamus. Yeah, it's like because everything it's like everything's out already. Yeah. I was in there's Thanksgiving stuff, there's Halloween stuff, there's Christmas stuff, so it's the thanks holamus. Thanks holamus. Uh, season is upon us, but with the with the holidays comes what that's all around the house in dishes. Candy, can't crap ton of candy. Yeah, yeah. And Halloween is very much a candy holiday mm-hmm. um and it, there's some concerns uh about uh, with your pets so there's a there's this article from the new yorker uh here talking about uh beware of pets when handling your candy haul uh trick-or-treating tradition to dump the candy on the floor right we used to do that we'd have mm-hmm. a sheet throw it out we'd come in we'd dump the candy on the on the living room floor and pick out the gems and give those mary janes to your well, mm-hmm. I was a little brother, so I got all those Mary Jane. <laughs> who who, eat, who ate those? You know what? They they actually will pull your fillings out of your of your teeth, yeah. and, and they're not they're 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 not good. <laughs> <laughs> so that good old game of horse trading. Could you imagine that factory, the, the Mary Jane factory, all yeah, the yeah. surly people like, oh, yeah. we're making shit candy. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been in the Snickers plant. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, or left twigs or right twigs, uh, something whimsical like that. Yeah. They have great uniforms. Yeah. Cowtails, those are my favorite cowtails. <laughs> but no, I'm in the Mary Jane factory. That's it. So there goes another sponsor. All right. So, uh, but there's a lot of candy that can be lethal uh, if you left around uh, for your pets, dogs, cats. Uh, so we like, gotta be like gotta what, be Jamie? Careful. Like what? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to. The print's really small here, and I'm having a hard time now. But uh, well, everybody's favorite, right? Chocolate mm-hmm. is 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 wonderful. Loving it for us. And the darker darker the chocolate, uh, the more dangerous it is. is right. Am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah. G- generally, yeah. The baker's chocolate is the worst. Yeah, uh, dark chocolate is pretty bad. Um, and it all depends on the dog. But uh, Size yeah, of it the has dog. a similar effect as cocaine does. Raw. With uh, with with us, so the dog will start sweating profusely, you uh-huh. know, pacing back and forth, and he's in, they're in trouble. You have to get him to the vet, yep, uh, and get him detoxed. But yeah, chocolate's bad. Yeah, we left because uh, our our dog Zoe, she's uh, she's a million years old now. She's like fourteen, but uh, she's like she was always really good. She wouldn't, you know, you could uh, you know take your TV dinner and set it right on the coffee table right there at dog level. She'd never never touch it ever. 
until once there was one time and so she, uh, she had the salisbury steak she, which is yeah the sal- irresistible that's it no there was a bowl of uh i think it was reese's peanut butter cups mm. uh or reese's pieces or something and i, I think the peanut butter smell mm-hmm. got her she's like Rrr. and uh she went to town on it and uh chocolate uh it's like com- Garbage in, garbage out. The old computer uh, thing. Was she okay? It was chocolate in. It was chocolate out. Man, it was. uh, uh, She was okay. Yeah, but I mean, you know, doggy diarrhea there for a while. So Mm. she learned her lesson. She is. She has not nipped anything off a table since. But. uh, but yeah, you got to be careful as uh, the the thanks Halamus season is 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 upon us. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna market that. What's your What's your favorite uh, pet related saying or adage? Pet relating saying or adage? Yeah, do you have a favorite one? Tut tut looks like rain. I don't know. That's from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That's not an adage. I don't know. All right. What's, uh, uh, I don't know. What, I don't know. Mine is, you know, it's like a little little bit of wisdom or oh, a little bit of, oh. like a saying or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, when you or you you Dr. Brad would say, uh, uh, don't don't load a cannon that's shooting at you. Yeah, something like that. Well, <laughs> that's that's one. But I, I, I was thinking of uh, if you if you take a scoop of ice cream and mix it with a scoop of dog shit, it's probably going to taste more like dog shit than ice cream. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a. That's a, It's not really pet related. It's it, just, well, it's, it's life related. I, I said but, dog. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was dog in there. Oh, where there was a story. Uh, it was on the internet, so it's got to be true, right? But uh, I came across this story, and it's 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 kind of it's a little messed up, but you know, that's kind of what we do, right? Do tell. Um, it, it's off the UPI wire here, right? Dog taken to be euthanized found living with vet tech five months later. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so a Jersey family took their dog to be euthanized, and they were shocked to discover five months later that the canine was alive and living with one of the veterinary workers. Uh, Carrie and Lonnie said they took their 15-year-old miniature pincher, uh, Caesar, to be euthanized um, at a vet clinic, and he was suffering from a long-term illness, and his health was in severe decline with poor quality. Uh, And they went back and they picked up the collar and paid the bill, received a letter from the vet office with the condolences um, for their loss. You know, vets are really sweet about that when you lose your pet. Yeah. They'll uh, send you a little, you know, paw print in the sand thing. Um, And then the couple received an anonymous tip that Caesar was alive and well. That's well, no, not alive and well, but still was That's was still alive. Yeah, so she received an anonymous tip from someone that told her the dog was still alive and in the care of a vet tech that worked at the hospital. Uh, I was dumbfounded. I don't even know what to say or how to feel, Lonnie told the TV station. Uh, police said George Mendez, the doctor, uh, sold the veterinary practice uh, and allowed the technician to take the dog home. Uh, the employee wanted to do so out of compassion for the dog and a desire to re- rehabilitate his health, albeit without the owner's consent. Mm-hmm. Um, the couple contacted the police about the tip, and the police ordered the vet tech to return Caesar to the owners. So, uh, so it could be euthanized again? <laughs> Wait, this this brings up all sorts of questions. I know. Jamie. It's I like, know. Uh, okay, we wanted to spend some time bef- with him before he was finally euthanized, yes. Um, Wait a minute. It wait was a minute. suffering from a life-threatening illness. Um, 
uh, but they, they, they didn't say what kind of care was being given to the dog when the vet tech had it. Um, and the, the vet and the vet tech are facing animal cruelty charges. Uh, the tech no longer works at the practice. Um, and the practice is cooperating with the investigation. Um, they've decided the pet should pass uh, and shouldn't have to deal with making that decision twice. Um, it's very sad. So in that, that's a little that's a little odd. Kooky. Well, here, here's the thing: you know, a few things uh, cross my mind about that. Okay, so um, it, you know, it's at the discretion of the the pet owner right. to end that pet's life. And I mean, you and I both know veterinarians, and people from time to time will take a dog in or a cat in, and it's not really. Uh, the fact that the cat or dog is, needs to be put down, it's, at, it's an inconvenience to the owner. Right. Or maybe the owner's moving, or maybe the owner got new furniture and doesn't want the cat to scratch mm, the new furniture, so yeah. they can't think of anything other than euthanizing the pet. So, um, okay, so the vet feels sorry for the pet. The vet tech, I mean, they do this every yeah. day, so you got to yeah, wonder yeah. what kind of uh, mitigating circumstances there were because yeah. they're putting pets down all the time. What was it about this dog? Maybe they felt, you know what, this... This dog does have some good days left. Because, you know, um, what I found is, is uh, vets and vet techs at, uh, at clinics, they're, they're realists. Sure. They're, you know, they, they, they probably start out kind of wide-eyed and, you know, idealistic, but they know there's a, there's a tough reality when it comes to older pets, and yeah. they have to put them down. Sure. And they know, they have this sense for when, they, you know, when it's time, when it isn't. So if the vet and the vet tech both colluded to not – Euthanized dog. Maybe it wasn't, you know. Yeah. And then what, what? What kind of? What did they really? What was? The, what's the crime? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess it's a bit of stress on the owners to, you know. I would imagine it is, but what's the crime though? I mean, uh, well, it, if you, it is a crime because they stole property. <sighs> I mean, if, if you break it down, you know, it, it's it's it is stolen property because you know most states puppies are property. So technically, if you take a car yeah. to a junkyard and say, junk this car, I never want to see it again. Right, right. And they say, okay, well, and they charge you to junk the car. And then you see it driving on the road six months later. Beep, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Christine, it's <laughs> yes. like red, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's and, and, and you're picked on in high school yeah. and you're a little aloof. Well, okay. And, and then the bullies <laughs> trying to make fun of you in your car and they poop on the dashboard. Yeah. And then the car comes back and kills them. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is different. That's that's no. a different thing, though, Jamie. That's okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's property, right? That's uh, yeah. I mean, was there was there a crime really? Uh, like you said, it's going to be shocking to the owner, but it's more yeah. shocking to the pet knowing it's got to, you know, it's got to be put to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. So yeah, was is is it was it wrong? Was it wrong to do that? And it was a little minute. Maybe it was just annoying them. Little miniature pincher. It's like, all right, you're gone, yeah. buddy. I just can't. I just can't see yeah. a vet and a vet tech both saying, uh, "Yeah," because to keep it in pain. Yeah, because they, right. they usually are the the most compassionate. They're compassionate, but they're also very realistic. Um, and they they know, you know, they they're they, usually the ones like helping the owners make that really, really, really difficult decision. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and letting them know that hey, this is this is the way to go. But if they're the ones saying, oh, and, and here's we the other, get thing. a few more miles out of this, you know. Here's the other thing, if these clients yeah had the pet's best interest in mind right and they were nice people don't you think the vet tech might say hey look you know um would you mind if i kept the dog right you know i know you don't want it anymore and 
yeah, the pet is sick, but I, you know, I think I give it some, you know, a few extra months of, of, you know, a happy life. Do you mind if I take the dog? Give it a, yeah. Yeah. Why would, why didn't they say that? Maybe the people are like, get rid of this dad. I want this dog to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we don't know the whole backstory, right. but, but there's uh, a backstory. There's gotta yeah. be one. Otherwise, you know, uh, yeah. We didn't, yeah, we, the vet tech isn't really quoted in here. And, and the vet that did it laughed and sold the clinic. So who knows? Yeah, who Sounds knows? like things were winding down there. Um, there was that tragedy in, in Vegas. There's, I just, I, I, I got a lot of depressing crap over here. Um, <laughs> all in one show, huh? I, I, I guess. Um, oh, we're going to get back to the California fires too. <laughs> Jesus, Jamie. But uh, no, I mean, this is the thing. They're uh, um, they're, got they're any, sending got any uh, cheery Holocaust sending, stories in there somewhere? They're sending they're sending comfort dogs to Vegas, so they're sending in puppies because people are having a really hard time yeah, and yeah. dealing with it. And it was just such a shock and, and and so you know just unnerving and just um, just people are, are so upset. And there's like 16 golden retrievers. I mean, how do you? They're not, sending. How, Comfort you, puppies? Comfort I, I mean, puppies. I mean, Vegas is filled with comfort girls. <laughs> <laughs> so why? I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know about that at all. Not, not, a, thing, not a thing. Not a thing. Uh, Sixteen golden retrievers, comfort dogs, with a, a Lutheran Church charities are, are being sent to Vegas uh, after the after the tragedy there, and uh, so they're 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 gonna they're visit people in the hospital. And uh, people attending the vigils and things, and the dogs are just there to for people to to hug. And, there, there is know. something about that, though. There is something about that. I mean, think when you're just at the bulldog thing, you know, just um, seeing a dog. Yeah. You know, reaching down and petting the dog. It just it yeah. does something. It does I said, something. I, said, that's, I just thought that thing. was uh, an uplifting pet connection to yeah. to the nasty business that was uh, going on. Uh yeah, so there's a there's a, a picture that went viral because of those fires, mm-hmm. and and we were talking about those uh, on the last time we were here at Podcast Detroit, and uh, just the trouble that people are having. This woman put her horse in the car, and uh, there's pictures of her with her horse in her car, but it's more of a Shetland pony. Oh okay, and it's yeah, I was like a horse in the car. Oh, I got to look at that, <laughs> you know. I'm like expecting I'm expecting it like me in the limo with my head out the roof, you know, at the moon roof. I was, this is what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it looked like a Shetland pony uh, and it was in the back. So a California nurse needed to flee from the, the Tubbs fire going on in Napa and Sonoma um, in Northern California and uh, needed to get her three horses, including her pony Stardust away from the, the flames. Uh, the problem, the, the trailer only held two of the three horses. So uh, her solution, she put the pony Stardust in her car. He actually walked right in the car like a dog would, she said. Uh, It's a 2001 Honda Accord, aided by her friend Carol. Um, She described her friend as a horse whisperer. She just Mm. led him him to safety. Hey, Uh, get in the car. Get in the car. Horses have been taken to a nearby uh, Wind Horse Ranch. Uh, where the blaze uh, isn't affecting uh, and they're spared significant damage. Uh, her car is not so lucky. The smell will never be the same, Ooh. she said. <laughs> yeah, so, I can't yeah. get that out. But, uh, yeah, so the fires, those fires are just really messing up California. Oh, you know, that's in such a beautiful area, that yeah. Napa area. Charles, so. Charles Schultz lived there, Peanuts creator. Yeah. He lived there. He died. He, his wife still lived there. She's 78. He died in 2000. 
but his house burnt down. Oh, uh, and so there was like just a crap ton of peanuts, like original memorabilia in oh the house. My God. The original drawings and things, though, were in the uh, Charles Schultz Museum uh, in Santa Rosa. And they, they're, they're okay. They escaped the flames. So the original sketches and original artwork and, and like some of the really, really valuable museum pieces were there. But there was a lot of, you know, and then all their personal crap, too. So, But uh, Gene, his wife, made it out okay. Um, but their home was uh, disintegrated. That's sad. Have, have you been to Napa, Jamie? No, I haven't. I've drank a lot of wine. I felt like I've been there. Well, you but... you go to you go to a winery. You yeah. sit in the Napa Valley is so beautiful. And if you happen to see a house, you know, from your vantage point, it's always someone famous. Right. It's like, hey, uh, hey, whose house is it? Oh, that's Danielle Steele lives oh. up there. Oh, yeah, that's uh, Sylvester Stallone's uh, summer getaway, Napa getaway. Uh, yeah. So it's very very expensive properties, and but it's just oh, it doesn't get any better. It's beautiful. There's uh, California. They are uh, nuts, though. Yeah, they're crazy. They are. Uh, but it, this could be an upswing. This could be something positive because they're they're very over legislative. They're legislative crazy there. Yes, they are. Uh, but this could be a good thing, right? I don't know. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Government, get out of my life. Uh, let people make good choices. But anyway, California becomes the first state to require pet stores to sell rescue animals. Require pet stores to sell rescue animals. Uh, California will be the first state to require pet stores to sell rescue animals under legislation signed by uh, Governor Jerry Brown on Friday. So what does this mean? They, they're required um, to sell them. Starting in 2019, pet stores will transition to selling dogs, cats, rabbits from shelters or adoption centers. Shelters only? Not that specific yet. Uh, stores can be fined $500 for each animal for sale that's not a rescue starting in 2019. Uh, it's a big win for a four-legged friend, said Bill, uh, said uh, the bill author, Assemblyman Patrick O'Donnell, uh, in a statement. Uh, the bill is aimed at reducing the number of animals in shelters and business with mass breeding operations known as puppy mills. Uh, advocating uh, advocacy group, advocacy group, social compassion and legislation, and multiple animal welfare rescue groups uh, support the measure. The AKC and California Retailers Association oppose it. So the AKC is like... AKC opposes it. Yes. Yeah, because it... Right. So it's uh, AB 485. It blocks all California pet lovers from having access to professional, licensed, and ethical commercial breeders. Uh, uh, She's the... Said Sheila, the vice president of government relations uh, for the kennel for AKC. Uh, So, yeah, so... Um, so ethical breeder, breeders, you know, and people that are AKC certified and putting out, you know, breed quality, show quality pets won't be able to, you know, sell their pets to pet stores, have their animals be sold, you know, through pet stores mm. um, at risk of a $500 a dog fine. That's nuts. Is that over legislating? Do you think that's? Uh, it is. It I mean, is. Uh, well, you know, because you're a big puppy mill guy, you ran two or three of them, didn't you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know. Well, here, here's the thing: um, there are laws regulating right. the uh, the husbandry of breeding dogs, breeding facilities. Uh, we the laws already there. Yeah. Are there are there substandard ones? Yes, there are. Yeah. But are there substandard uh, food, um, you know, eateries and food uh, processing things? Of course. Let's there go are. back to my Cancun story. Yeah. So, but th- does that mean does that mean you you legislate out of existence every single restaurant? 
Yeah. Or you just enforce the, the laws that you have because mm. that has a way of working itself out anyway. Okay, but so, isn't it easier to come up with another law to make things more convenient? Inconvenient, I mean? What do you mean? Uh, no, I'm, I'm being <laughs> facetious. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, okay, so somebody's serving bad food. Yeah. It doesn't stay under wraps for very long. Right. Right? If uh, People get sick. Someone's a bad breeder. It doesn't stay quiet for very long because right. that dog's going to end up in someone's home and the 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 veterinarian's going to say, hey, look, there's something wrong with this dog. It's a breeding situation. And then, you know, that, uh, you know, hellfire is going to rain down upon that, that breeder. And that's how they get the bad ones out. Yeah. But they're always going to be there because someone's going to try to cut corners and do something stupid. And that's what the laws are for, you know, to, to get those, but to just legislate them out of existence. Yeah. Eh, no, it doesn't make sense to me. I yeah. think it's too much. Yeah. I was going to say it's, because, uh, you know, puppy mills are bad. And, 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 uh, yeah, I think it's neat. You know, maybe your percentage. The thing is, though, you'll find nobody who supports puppy mills. Nobody. Yeah. Even people that are in the business and in the industry, nobody supports it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so that's not, you know, uh, let me ask you this, Jamie. Yeah. Pet stores. Right. Uh, some people uh, equate that to puppy mills. Sure. How many, what percentage of dogs are sold to pet stores, do you think? Well, I have no idea. You, you might know this because you're like in the industry. Yeah, you, you'd think it's like 80%. Sure, it's such yeah. a big, big problem. Four. Four percent of dogs that 4 are sold. Four percent of dogs that are sold are sold to pet stores and right. puppy mills. Right. The vast majority are backyard breeders mm -hmm. which are some of the biggest violators of, right, of right, all ethics right. yeah you have uh hobby breeders you have show breeders and you have mistakes you know people just end up with uh with dogs that's where most of the dogs come from you know so uh to, to to pin it on uh commercial breeders i think it's kind of a witch hunt yeah because you know, they're not really they're not really a source of much much issue maybe maybe you know i mean just a, a compromise on that legislation um because pet stores don't usually sell you know, rescues, many, many I, I don't know. Some of them do, but some of them, but here's, so here's, maybe you have a percentage or. Let, let, let me tell you the problem with that though, Jamie. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know pet I store know. owners who have, uh, you know, a lot of pressure from animal rights groups and they, they want to, uh, you know, do what the, do what the, um, uh, the, the community seems to want. Right. Selling these, uh, these shelter dogs. Guess what happens? Nobody wants them. Right. People want a puppy. Yeah, a new puppy. They don't want a seven-year-old dog right. with heart issues or skin problems, or you know, they don't want that. Yeah. Uh, they want a uh, you know brand new puppy that's uh, you know a little bundle of joy. Yeah. So good luck trying to sell them. That's why uh, you know a lot of these shelters they end up with dogs that they they have to end up euthanizing because yep. nobody wants those dogs. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a sad commentary, but you know, so get put in for sale doesn't solve the problem at all. I, and it, wow, that's that's four uh, percent. That's it. That's, that's it. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. And what you said, backyard breeders are some of the worst uh, offenders. Um, and there's another email here that kind of, kind of, kind of leads into that. Dear Animal Talk. Special delivery from Mars. My neighbor's dog is completely neglected. Uh, why do so many people adopt dogs and then not show the slightest interest in them? It's depressingly common where I live, but the latest situation is the worst yet. My neighbor got a Chihuahua puppy about five weeks ago, and they keep it tied to the banister outside. This is illegal in California. We're back to California. Uh, thank God there's a law for that. This is illegal in California. So I asked the manager of the mobile home park to talk to them. The puppy barks 
uh, incessantly. Well, now they, they have him in a pen in the driveway again, 24-7, no walks, no socialization. Uh, I've never seen this kind of complete disinterest in a dog. I've tried talking to them in, in a friendly tone, as friendly as I could muster, uh, but their English is marginal uh, and at, be at best. Uh, and I'm not certain they understand everything I was saying, although the word barking was clear to them. Uh, my heart is breaking for this poor little guy. I don't know if I should volunteer to take him for walks, if I should buy him a couple of toys so he at least has something to cuddle with in the pen, uh, or flat out ask him uh, why they got the dog in the first place. Plus, the man is very aggressive, especially when he's been drinking. Uh, the drinking guy in the trailer park. You know what the, the uh, so what what should what's my move here? Uh, I can't move away. Uh, what can I do? You know the frustrating thing about that that email. Yeah, this person's tried everything except the right thing, which is steal the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Call the humane society. Oh, Call animal control. Yeah. Why 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 do you want to get involved and and talk to a drunk who's aggressive? Why oh, do you yeah. want to talk to the manager? Why go to the, the authorities? Oh, okay. Call the police. Call yeah. the uh, you know the. Uh, she wants to be a good neighbor. I don't know. Well, yeah, you have to. You know, uh, she she obviously wants to do what's right by the the pet, and what's yeah. right by the pet yeah, is yeah. you call the authorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I told I just uh, I, I've I've shared this story a couple of times when I had that house in Saint in Saint Clair Shores, and and my neighbors um, got some new neighbors. And they uh they they had a dog and they had it chained outside um and it was like when Mich we're in Michigan and it's it's the winters get pretty brutal pretty cold and there was no doghouse there was no shelter nothing uh, they had some hay scattered around next to a tree mm -hmm. uh, and the dog was chained it was like a, it was like a pit bull it was a pit bull mix of some kind but it was it had a lot of pit bull in it um and it, it had a big you know chain like you would chain up your bicycle with but it was a big heavy chain and it was around his neck and with a padlock connecting it and so this dog was padlocked to to the tree Ugh. um and his bowls were like mixing bowls they were like metal you know like the roundy mixing bowls mm -hmm. uh and so if he he would hit it they would give him water but the second he would go he would get you know big excited oh a person's out here oh and hit it and like tip over they they yeah. very tippy and and his food and the chain be on the gets, goes under the bowls and knocks him over. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, so he doesn't have water. He's out there. I can't tell you how many times I called the Humane Society on them. And really? uh, yeah. And then uh, the the woman came. Yeah, because I was like, you know, what can I do? Because I mentioned something to him, and I'm like, hey, you know, probably need a doghouse or something. You know, keep him out of here all the time. He didn't bark too much. Uh, it wasn't a nuisance. He wasn't a nuisance dog. I mean, he freaked me out because he didn't look like super friendly, <laughs> and yeah. he had a big chain on, and he wasn't super socialized. Uh, but uh, I, he wasn't loud and annoying. But I was just worried about the pup, and uh, so I, I called. I called the, the Humane Society on him a, a few times and uh, they, they came out and talked to him and the woman came over and she's like, did you call the Humane Society on me? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, don't make me get Detroit on you. And I'm like, oh, lady, I grew up in the city. <laughs> I, I, know, I probably lived in the city longer than you did. So I don't know what you mean by get Detroit on me. Yeah. But how about you stop being a jerk to your dog and, and take care of it or give it away? She says, well, it's none of your business. I go, well, it is my business when I can see the thing, you know, out my window suffering in the cold. Anyway, so um, did you, did you, it, it eventually did you, they got rid of the dog. Did you get in a fist fight with they, the woman? No, no, no. Just pulled her weave off. 
that was it so uh yeah she was she wasn't she wasn't pleased about that uh yeah no we didn't get a fight um so yeah so uh, oh my gosh we're running, we're running out of time there's uh there's one more question here we can do one more okay. uh one more before we uh before we we call it a day here how about that i don't have no idea what this is gonna be holy shnikes there we go <laughs> <laughs> we had a feral cat hanging around for a few months now. How do I socialize it? Uh, I took her into the pet saver and they were great and they had her fixed. And so now I'm looking for ideas on how to socialize her. Uh, she'll never be a pet, but uh, we plan on letting her roam free and feeding her and, and make life livable. Uh, what do you think? Feral cat. Can you, can you, should you, mm, um, they did a catch and release with her to have it, have it fixed. Yeah. But. If you're talking about just making the cat a little bit more friendly then uh, you know, quickest way to the animal's heart is through its stomach. So sure. Feeding is the trick. Yeah. Guess, feeding, right? uh, you know, you can even do that with wild animals. A lot of people have befriended squirrels and birds and all sorts of things just sure. with, with food. Oh my God. Uh, but I mean, is that the, I mean, the reason a feral cat is right. kind of uh, a leery of people right. is because it probably should be. Yep. You know, uh, because if a cat's living on its own, it makes sense for it to be, you know, to stay away from, from people. Not everybody has the best intentions, you know, whether it's a dog, another animal, or a person. So, you know, living on the streets, you got to get your, uh, your street smarts, which, yeah. which means, you know, you, you have to be a little bit suspicious. So it might not actually be the best thing. It might be softening them up too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we, we hear all the time about um, uh, whether it's wild bears or mm -hmm. raccoons or uh, even, even squirrels yeah. that get too friendly with people or too comfortable around them. Right. It could be a nuisance. They, yeah. At some point, they may they'll have walk to walk right into a school. That's right. That's right. <laughs> ask our, ask our yeah. director, what is it, uh, educational secretary of education, we, DeVos? Yeah, we, <laughs> we should gun, have guns in schools because bears just walk right into bears school. Bears walk in. It's like, uh, I had a, 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 when I lived in Northville, Jamie, I had a deer that would walk through my yard that had a gimpy leg. Oh, okay. And we thought it was interesting. Maybe we got right. hit by a car or whatever, sure. you know. And uh, so there was like our deer that would come into our yard. Well, come to find out, half the town knows who this deer is. And the deer actually injured himself by jumping through the, a window oh. in a store downtown, oh. hurt its leg, and then everyone kind of knew about this deer. I named him Stephen. Come to find out, most people named him uh, other names. <laughs> so his name really wasn't Stephen. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if they get too close to, you know, yeah. too comfortable with human contact, right, right. they can get a little... And like it or not, a feral cat is kind of a wild animal. It's, uh, well, it's feral, which means yeah. you know, it's a, the missing link between domesticated and, and wild. That's feral. Yeah. So it should kind of uh, kind of be on its own. But, yeah, if you want to make it friendlier to you or at least more comfortable around you. Food. Food. All yeah. right. Running out of time. Who's No. No. Don't do but it. But there's still time. Don't do it. Oh, we got to. No, look at the it's time. It's fun. I know. We have plenty of time. It's have time good for 90 seconds. the bad animal joke of the week. Yes, it is. Hey, Brian. Hey, Jamie. What do you call an elephant in a phone booth? I don't know, Jamie. What do you call an elephant in a phone booth? Stuck. <laughs> there you go. Uh, bad animal joke of the week. <laughs> what do you call an uh, elephant that's been crossed with a rhino? Well, elephino. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, see, they're fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being with us and uh, hanging out. Find us on uh, Facebook and YouTube for videos, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. All the social medias, and they're all Animal Talk Radio. We got a new show coming up too, Man Cave Happy Hour. Uh, one cigar, one cocktail, and We're lots gonna, of curse words. That's it. We're gonna swear up a storm. So uh, join us for that. We appreciate you being here for this, and we'll see you next week. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>